Hello and welcome to Newsmax Daily for the final day of July 2023. Absolutely amazing. Monday the 31st, an extra payday for many people, so that's good. Hope you had a fantastic and safe weekend. Today is National Avocado Day, founded in 2017, celebrated on the last day of the month because it is the peak of avocado season in California. Fortunately, avocados from Mexico, Florida, California, and maybe one or two other places are available for us in stores and markets all year round. Today is also National Raspberry Cake Day. Raspberries, another terrific and healthy fruit, but probably not so much when they're baked into a delicious sugary cake. I don't know if there's any such thing as an avocado cake. (laughs) Thousands of Americans starting off the new week without jobs due to the abrupt closure over the weekend of the Yellow Freight Company. Companies nearly 100 years old, executives at the trucking company informed managers of the shutdown over the weekend. The Nashville-based company employs about 33,000 people. I would think a lot of those people, though, would be able to land new jobs with the need for truck drivers, but uh, there's a lot of other people involved other than the drivers. And topping the world headlines this Monday, former Russian President Dmitry Medvedev said Sunday that Moscow would be forced to use a nuclear weapon if Ukraine's counteroffensive was successful. In other words, if Ukraine continues to make strides in pushing back Russia, Russia may be forced to use a nuclear weapon. This coming after Ukraine intensified its drone strikes on Moscow over the weekend. Although Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky didn't really take full credit for it. In Washington, President Biden has no public events scheduled today. We have somebody that's not at the top of his game, never was at the top of a game, never was. We have a guy who's a dumb son of a bitch, and to allow this to happen to our country. President Trump campaigning in Erie, Pennsylvania over the weekend. We're up 18 points among independent voters over Biden. And in the newest, just came out, Echelon poll, the Echelon poll of swing states, we're trouncing Biden by seven points, and the big new premise poll, we're beating Biden by 43 to 39, with the Sanctus losing to Biden 33 to 38. In other polls, I'm leading Biden by six, seven, eight, and 11 points, while the Sanctus is losing to Biden in every single case. And when asked, and this is very important because It's the economy, stupid, right? It's the economy, stupid. We've heard that line for a long time, and there's a lot of truth to it. But I think in this case, there's a lot of truth to borders, and there's a lot of truth to militaries and not doing what we did in Afghanistan because we have an incompetent leader. Getting out was fine. Getting out with dignity and strength, not stupid. The stupid, most embarrassing thing ever in our country's history. Ron DeSantis was also on the campaign trail over the weekend. And look, my son's only five years old, so he's not going to be lining his pockets with money from foreign governments. So don't worry about that. It's great to be here. I want to thank Chairman Kaufman. I want to thank all the great legislators in the state of Iowa for their great work. And I want to commend your outstanding governor, Kim Reynolds, for her leadership leading this great state. Our country is in decline, and Joe Biden is the custodian of that decline. 
I'm running for president because we as Republicans cannot be content with simply managing the decline of our country a little bit better than the Democrats. We must reverse American decline. We must restore this country to greatness, and we must provide our country with a new birth of freedom. To do that requires vision, it requires courage, and it requires leadership. That's exactly what we did in the state of Florida. Everything I promised people I would do, we did and we delivered more than what we promised. We expanded Second Amendment rights. We enacted the heartbeat bill. We cut taxes by $2.7 billion. We have paid down 25% of our state's debt. We have the number one rated economy in the country, number one in new business formations. We have eliminated critical race theory from our K through 12 schools. We have enacted a parent's bill of rights to protect the rights of parents. And we have held criminals accountable by enacting the death penalty for pedophiles. And our crime rate is at a 50 year low. DeSantis speaking at the Lincoln dinner about what he accomplished in Florida, but also talked about what he is going to accomplish when he becomes president. We reject policies like the Green New Deal. We will develop our own natural resources and we will be energy independent because we don't want to help our enemies. I pledge to be the president to finally solve the issue of the southern border. We're sending the military to the border. Yes, we will build a border wall and we will use deadly force against the Mexican drug cartels because I'm sick of them poisoning our kids, I'm sick of them killing our citizens, and I'm sick of them trafficking people into this country. That ends on January 20th, 2025. Both the Trump rally and Ron DeSantis's stop in Iowa carried live on Newsmax. Meanwhile, at the same time, our border czar, Vice President Kamala Harris, who has been to the border once, spoke at the NAACP convention in Boston Saturday. We are in a moment where there is a full-on attempt to attack hard-fought and hard-won rights and freedoms and liberty. More of the same... Full-on attack, at least she didn't say an extreme attack. I cannot stress enough that if Joe Biden makes it to November and then somehow wins re-election, Kamala Harris will eventually become the president. That's all you need to know as a Democrat, as a Republican, as an Independent, as a woman. If you're a woman, do you really want her to be the first female president in the history of the United States? As I mentioned, President Biden has no scheduled events today, but Hunter Biden's longtime friend and business associate, Devin Archer, is testifying on Capitol Hill. His testimony could shine more light on the level at which President Biden was or was not involved in any of Hunter's dealings. More from Tom Basile and former federal prosecutor Andrew Gokowski on Saturday's edition of America Right Now. This is the thing that's the red flag for me, mm -hmm. is, is when I see the shell companies, right. uh, Hunter Biden created, I think that at, at, at the latest number that we've heard is 16 different shell companies. When you see that, does, does an alarm go off in your head as a prosecutor, um, as an attorney, 
something's something's maybe not quite right there. I mean, are they legitimately trying to hide this money? Is this the big red flag for you? Or or what about the, the Biden family members getting money, you know, including grandchildren, things like well, that? Well, I think the biggest red flag to me is flying on Air Force Two to China to have business meetings with uh, Chinese uh, business people interested in American politics. That's the biggest red flag. And being told that that no conversations were had, that, that Joe Biden had absolutely nothing to do with setting up any of those right. business deals. Um, but now we know that un unlike what the, the president has said, his son did receive and his and the companies associated with right. him did receive millions of dollars from Chinese concerns. Exactly. And so that's where the shell companies come in and the concern would come in as a prosecutor. You start thinking things like Rico, you know, what's going on that there are so many shell companies. Where is that money flowing to? Those shell companies tend to make it very difficult for investigators to figure out what's going where, but mm. not impossible. It's, it takes a lot of hard work and a lot of time, but you can do it both ways. You can do it mm. from the time the money comes in or when the money goes out and then trace it backwards to figure out where it came from and where those promises uh, really perhaps were criminal. That's exactly what the House Oversight Committee has been and is attempting to do. Tom also spoke with South Carolina Congresswoman and committee member Nancy Mace. Congresswoman, what will you be asking, Mr. Archer, and what do you think is going to come out of that testimony? Well, we'll be in recess on Monday, so I will not be able to be there, but the oversight staff and council will be sitting down with Devin Archer. Mm -hmm. I hope that he feels that he can tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth with regards to Joe Biden's involvement. Hunter Biden is one thing, but he's not the president of the United States. And we need witnesses, documents, testimony, evidence, real evidence that the American people can sink their teeth into that show that Joe Biden was, in fact, in the room. And Joe Biden, for example, has also said that his son never received money from communist China. Well, I've seen suspicious activity reports. I've seen bank records of Hunter Biden receiving money from communist China. I've seen bank records of grandchildren of Joe Biden receiving money from communist China. Yeah. And so at some point, I believe Joe Biden's house of cards are going to come crashing down. Speaking of the president, of course, Speaker McCarthy has gone as far as saying that this could rise to the level of an impeachment inquiry as the House enters August recess. Says, how will the investigation continue and what will the committee's focus be? Well, we have to continue collecting evidence for the American people because they don't trust Congress. But I hope that they'll trust the evidence at the Oversight Committee the Judiciary Committee, the House Ways and Means Committee that are coming out with as this investigation moves forward. The other thing, if an impeachment inquiry is a tool in the toolbox that Speaker McCarthy uses, but it'll push that investigation forward because we know right now the DOJ, the FBI and the IRS are not doing a good enough job. We know that they've sat on the hands of other investigators that have wanted to investigate mm -hmm. the, this thing and blow the lid off and they haven't been able to do that. Yeah. But the inquiry, if it happens, gives us more leverage to bring evidence and onto the record under oath and under testimony. South Carolina Congresswoman Nancy Mace, a member of the House Oversight and Accountability Committee on America right now. More on the Bidens and the Department of Justice from Newsmax host Lydia Serrani. But everybody always talks about Hunter. But what about James Biden, Jim, Jimmy, Joe's younger brother? Do a quick uh, Google search and you'll see he too is very wealthy and he has been also paid millions and millions of dollars because of his expertise and I don't know what yet. I, I mean, here's one headline from a British newspaper. Biden's brother Jim accused of trading on family name in Saudi deal. 
Jim is well documented to have done multi-million dollar business deals with several foreign nations, China, Mexico, Romania, Russia, and Ukraine, to name a few. And yet Joe Biden would still have us believe that he knew nothing of his son's or his brother's lucrative business deals. Take a look at this Axios interview back in 2019. There's one thing that a lot of Democrats even do wonder about, and that is Hunter Biden, your son, was getting paid a lot of money to serve on the board of a Ukrainian energy company facing serious corruption charges. You were the vice president running point on Ukraine. The average Joe hears that and says, that sounds fishy. What's your understanding of what your son was doing for an extraordinary amount of money? I don't know what he was doing. I know he was on the board. I found out he was on the board after he was on the board. And that was it. And there's nobody. Well, you've no had a lot of time. Isn't this something you want to get to the bottom of? No, because I trust my son. But that doesn't pass the smell test. Like when you're vice president, isn't there a higher standard? Don't you need to know no. what's happening with your family? Don't you need to put down no. some guardrails? Um, unless there was something that was uh, there was something on its face that was wrong. On the face, nothing wrong. Wow, informants, whistleblowers, dozens of phone calls, LLCs, and millions and millions of dollars transferred from countries who hate the United States to the Biden bank accounts. Say otherwise, Joe. Meantime, the DOJ just added more charges against Trump for holding onto documents they believe he shouldn't have and want to put him behind bars for hundreds of years, which sounds like this is all a presidential records issue. Think about it. If this was a fictional script for a movie, it wouldn't get picked up because a producer would say the plot has to be at least somewhat believable. Americans deserve to know the truth, and I have faith that we will find out the truth. And as George Orwell once famously said, in a time of deceit telling, the truth is a revolutionary act. And guys, we are long due, overdue for a revolution. Newsmax host Lydia Serrani on Sunday Agenda, another topic of conversation over the weekend that you're hearing more about today is water heaters. Well, Democrats have gone after our dishwashers, dryers, faucets, shower heads and fossil fuels. The list goes on and on. And the newest target, water heaters. Joining us now is policy analyst Donna Jackson and our special guest today, director of senior initiatives at FreedomWorks Foundation, Clara Del Villar. Donna, we'll begin with you. The administration wants everyone to have a high-efficient hot water heater, uh, claiming it would save Americans billions of dollars and reduce carbon emissions. The move comes as the president's administration is also cracking down on other major appliances like gas stoves. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre was pressed on the issue. Here's what she said. So from this administration, we've seen them go after gas stoves, air conditioning units with regulation, refrigerators, washing machines, dishwashers, now water heaters. How many more home appliances will Americans eventually have to replace then because of regulation? So just to be clear, when it comes to water heaters, and uh, it is a... Uh, uh, it is, uh, it is proposed, what has been put forward, uh, and if it, it is enacted, it would not take it into effect until 2029. So let's not forget that. And Donna, is this really saving the American people money? No, regulations very rarely ever do. It's actually going to cost Americans more money. You know, this is the administration's example of putting climate change first and people last. It's going to be costly on low-income minority families, putting pricing people out of the home ownership because of all the combination of all these costly regulations. And it's more about being able to have control over people's lives. Because when you force people onto one 
uh, energy source, then that utility can control everything that individual has. And if you know anything about these water heaters, they're actually going to have on-demand capabilities so that someone in a remote location can turn off the water, hot water in anyone's home at any given time. So this is about lowering the standards of the American people and taking away consumer choice. And Kentucky Republican Congressman Thomas Massey, he's calling out the administration. He says the new water heating standards would be costly for Americans, writing, quote, leave us alone. These products already exist in the free market. Consumers should decide whether the upfront cost of a heat pump water heater is worth the possible long-term savings. In many cases, the monthly savings never make up for the upfront cost of the equipment. Reporter Logan Raddick and policy analyst Donna Jackson on Sunday Report, one of the many, many informative weekend shows on the Newsmax lineup. President Trump and Ron DeSantis both talked quite a bit in their campaign speeches over the weekend about the border. On Sunday, Oklahoma sent National Guard troops to the southern border in El Paso, Texas. Primary functions for us on this mission are to support the law enforcement, support the, the border operations with fixed sites and some roving patrols just to identify trafficking and uh, human smuggling, drug trafficking. Colonel Shane Riley with the Oklahoma National Guard. On Wall Street, we're in the green thus far today. After a positive week last week, more earnings from some of the nation's largest companies will continue to roll in this week, including Apple, Amazon, Starbucks, Kellogg, and Uber. And in case you didn't notice over the weekend, gas prices are up to an eight-month high nationwide. The average is 371 I paid more than that yesterday here in Florida, 386, I think it was. That's up 13 cents in a week after OPEC decided to cut production last month or earlier in this month, I should say. There are some places in California now where gas is six bucks a gallon. And don't forget, Newsmax is available on most major cable systems like AT&T, Comcast, Cox Cable, Fios, Xfinity, and others, as well as your favorite streaming platforms like Amazon, Apple TV, Roku, and more. Thank you, as always, for downloading the Newsmax Daily. I'm Tony Marino. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. Make it a good one, and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.